following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah! This is Talkin' Cowboys. Streaming live from the Dallas Cowboys World Headquarters at the Star in Frisco. Hand off, Elliott plowing to the goal line. Barry, sacked by Lord. Prescott keeps it, and he bangs it in for the touchdown. And now your hosts, Isaiah Stanback, Heckma Harrison, Rob Phillips, and Kyle Yeomans. I'm here. Now that is more like it whenever it comes to the Dallas Cowboys. How about that? A Week 11 road win for the Dallas Cowboys. It took a couple of tries to get there. It took a couple of weeks. It took more than half the season. But not only did the Cowboys get their first road win of 2020 and of the Mike McCarthy era, but they put together a complimentary game in all three phases. And we're going to break it down for you here on the Monday edition of Talking Cowboys. As always, Kyle Yeomans alongside our resident Super Bowl champion, Isaiah Stanback, the great Heckma Harrison, and Rob Phillips, our Cowboys insider. And guys, it's exciting to finally have a Victory Monday on our hands again. And it's one that, yes, there's a lot of positives, but hey, there's a lot of negatives we can look at too and kind of break it down on both sides. One of the positives is that Isaiah and I... Well, we got the pick right. We actually picked the Dallas Cowboys on Say It With Your Chest Friday, as opposed to Heckman mm. and as opposed to Rob's. I, I know we've got a little bit of a split whenever it comes mm. to the left side of the screen and the right side of the screen, but that's okay. We'll get past that. We'll move past that because the Cowboys got a, a three-point win. And, and Heckma, I, Man, I just, don't start with me, Kyle. Don't just, start with me, Kyle. Don't, don't do that. Don't facts. start with me, man. You know what I'm facts. Uh, no, you're not wow. stating any facts, okay? Where's I've been the lie? I've all year, okay? I picked against them. I did. I did. Because, Why? Jimmy, you had to know that going into this game with Andy Dalton, you didn't have a lot to go off of. You weren't that confident that in this victory that you were going to get one. So don't start that. We've got it. I love it. I'm here for it. But don't start this house divided, <laughs> jump. We're not going for that on Monday. Hegma. I know Isaiah, Isaiah I just wanna, is winding you up. Mm-hmm. Don't do it. Yeah, I just want to hear you say right, that you didn't have faith in the Cowboys this week. I just want to hear you say it. I wrote a song. You want to hear it? <laughs> Here it go. I was wrong. <laughs> and I'm happy. I'm happy to be wrong. I'm happy to be wrong this Monday. Thank God I was wrong. Well, how about that? Let's let's go through that happiness because there's a lot of split between Cowboys fans, and that's kind of why I brought it up anyways is because there are half of Cowboys Nation right now that are happy because you got that third win. You're right back in the hunt for a division title, and you, of course, have a chance to do so uh, and take first place with a, a win this Thursday against Washington after a short week. The winner of Thursday's game is in first place in the NFC East no matter what. So you've got an opportunity to take control of this division, but there's half of Cowboys Nation that's upset about the loss because they were quote-unquote team tank and they're trying to tank for draft picks and stuff. So overall, you've got a a divide in in Cowboys Nation as a whole. And sure, we're not on team take as a a show. I love the NFL draft. That's not Cowboys Nation. As much as anybody. It is Cowboys Nation. It's just a different way of looking at it. No, no. It is. Mm -mm. It's still Mm -mm. Cowboys Mm -mm. Nation. Let's not get carried away here. But Last night was a win that you can build off of, Rob, and it's something that I know you can look to for the future, and it's something Mike McCarthy absolutely needed to see, and he said that last night. Can I just reiterate yeah. that Team Tank is a myth? It is an absolute myth. Like, it just it doesn't exist. 
you know, the Cowboys are going to try to win football games, and they're going to try to win football games with half their team missing, and fans may not like it. I think most fans probably root for them in the moment and then look at the standings and say, ah, that's not maybe the best thing for our draft position, but don't you want to see them play like they played last night? Yes. I mean, don't, doesn't that make you feel better about this season as opposed to the first month where they didn't look like an NFL football team? So, I mean, I know it's easier for us to talk about a win after you know a game like that. Uh, this is our first Victory Monday show. I counted up in 43 days. Wow. Let's have a Victory Monday show. <laughs> and, actu- and actually, I feel, 43 days. And, and, and actually... To me, it feels like the first real win of the season. You know, they beat the Falcons, they beat the Giants, but after that Falcons game, it took a miracle. After the Giants game, Dak Prescott's out for the season, and that sure didn't feel like a win. So this is, you know, it's Thanksgiving week. It's, the, it's finally time to celebrate one. Heckma. I'm with you on that, P. For I didn't know it was that long, man, but it definitely felt like it. It was a clean victory, right? Um, everybody, I mean, I, I felt like it was a total team victory. It's what you guys have been talking about uh, all season long, complimentary, def- uh, complimentary defense, team, you know, a, a overall team win. Um, everybody got on the stat sheet on offense. Zeke looked like Zeke. I mean, and credit coach. I mean, I got to credit the coaches, Coach Philbin, Coach McCarthy, uh, man, Kellen Moore. That's just the offensive line play in general was uh, was great. Um, we hadn't seen our offensive line play like that since last year. So this was this was a c- complete and total team win. Um, I think other than the special teams miscues, I'm sure we'll talk about that. Mm-hmm. There's really not a lot to be said negative about this team and what they did. I just felt like, you know, there are some other things. Obviously, we got to work on, but this is a great victory. Yeah, I mean, ultimately, they got the dub, and that's what you come in the game to do. Um, I think there's a lot of growth and development in areas in which we've been saying there needs to be, uh, <clears throat> mostly on the offensive side of the ball. Uh, we saw those improvements. Coach Philbin made those adjustments. The offensive line played well. Uh, the quarterback, you know, Andy Dalton came in and played like we expected him to when he first touched the field. Uh, you know, we got good tight end play. A receiver started getting some confidence in Dalton. Uh, defense side of the ball, we still have a lot of work to do. Um, and that's, and that's, that's even, that's even more more reason. That's even more reason to be excited because these guys went out there and won a game against a, a a good team with a bad record. Let's be honest. The Vikings are a really good team, but they just have a terrible record. Uh, but you know that's a good that's a good football club. And you know we got a victory even with our defensive woes. So just imagine how much better it will be once that aspect starts improving. Isaiah. I started to I started to call you uh, once Robinson gave up that touchdown. I was like, "Look, you've been begging for Robinson. There he is. He just gave up a touchdown." But but it was it was the wrong, the Robinson. wrong Robinson. So I'm glad I didn't wrong call Robinson. you. Wrong Robinson. <laughs> My bad. Yeah. <laughs> and you uh, that wasn't the only person by the way I know you didn't actually you didn't think it was Reggie Robinson but there were a lot of people that thought that was Reggie Robinson if you go back and look at the mentions in tw- in tw- on Twitter it was what is this is why Reggie Robinson wasn't playing no that was Richard Robinson different Robinson different number same position and didn't really look great either but you you mentioned the secondary woes Isaiah and I want to kind of go back we talked about the offensive line we of course Andy Dalton played well Zeke that's the blueprint to win a football game with Zeke. But there was one guy in the secondary that won you this football game, 
And that's Donovan Wilson. I mean, this guy, two separate times, made fantastic plays to turn the football over in the first half. One of them ultimately ended up in a six-point swing because Minnesota was going to get a field goal at least at the end of the half. And instead of getting a field goal, the Cowboys tacked on a field goal and had a chance for more. We can talk about that decision later on. But ultimately, it was a six-point swing. You don't win that football game if it wasn't for that play from Donovan Wilson in the second quarter. And this is something that you've been waiting for, Isaiah. I know we've been calling for Earl Thomas. We've been calling for all these guys in the secondary, and I'm not comparing Donovan Wilson to Earl Thomas. Don't trust me on that. However, you've needed physical safety play, and you've needed a game-changing type of mentality, and he's brought that not only this week, but he's done it the last couple weeks. Yeah, no, Wilson showed up, man. I mean, he came out there, and he was laying the hat. I mean, I almost wanted to give him a 50-something number just because he was out there playing like how we want our linebackers to play. Yeah. Um, but, you know, he, he went out there. He made plays. Um, he was being physical, and he really – I think he really inspired the, the defense to fly around a little bit. We saw that energy coming, um, and he really brought that hat. And the guys were flying around. They weren't they – weren't, covering well at all let's let's be let's be adamant about that but these boys were hitting they were flying around to the ball and they were they were hitting guys in their mouth and that's what you that's what you that's a first step that's definitely a first step to improve defense yeah thank god thank god you guys are not a part of our group group text uh, because Rob said, Rob said, Earl, Earl, who? <laughs> so Donovan, Donovan Wilson for Texas A&M, and you know Rob is going to represent it at, at Texas A&M to the fullest. Just a joke, uh, just a played. joke. <laughs> but he's but not thought, Earl. He he's not well Earl. At, he played well. I mean that that hit on on Dalvin Cook was a cruncher, and it. it Game changer. I think it was one of those parts in the game where it was like, yeah, our defense is here and they're putting guys on notice. But I just love the overall energy uh, from our defense. You're right, Isaiah. There are some things in our secondary that's going on right now that definitely have to be addressed. I mean, Adam Thielen took a few guys to church and that one Mm -hmm. and one in the corner. Uh, was just mm. to add insult to injury, mm. but but Adam and Thielen does that to everybody. So it wasn't like he had a breakout game against us. But and the same with Justin Jefferson. We just gave up a lot uh, there. But and but you started to see when we needed to get a stop, those guys were able to get it right. Uh, we have to also Jay Lou uh, Jordan Lewis is taking a lot of flack uh, from the media, and he came up big, man, in those last moments by getting that stop. So you got to credit these guys and, and give some kudos to a few of those guys in the secondary as well. Saw varsity's horns off. <laughs> go, Aggies. Ah, um, let's go. <laughs> hey, I've been oh, saying wow. I've been saying about my guy Dono. Like he he did that at A and M. You know, he he always finds a way to be around the football. And, and he did it last year, even in some, you know, in training camp and preseason, we saw a little bit of it. Um, you know, he was involved in that, in that last deep touchdown, I believe, by the Vikings, though they were in single high yeah. and, and they gave up the play. So, uh, but in terms of being around the football, as you guys said, and, and just creating a physical mindset, like Donovan Wilson, I didn't have that in my pool preseason that he would be like the template for how Mike Nolan probably wants his defense to play, but He's bringing it. Demarcus Lawrence still bringing it, and um, and yeah, they they had some issues in the secondary. Anthony Brown aggravated his rib injury from early Ooh. in the season, yep. so they had Rashard Robinson in the game. They've just been they've been hurting back there. Uh, you know, Savion Smith in the Steelers game had to come in without Cheeto in that game, 
and they gave up some plays. Veteran quarterbacks know. You know, they know who's new in the game, and they come after you. So, but that being said, yeah, what they, were, they did they defensively on, the last they were picking two, on Cheeto too. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, but what they did in the last two drives is what you want your defense to do when it counts. Make a play, and they did that. Yeah, Jordan Lewis made a really nice play on that that kind of out route that knocked it away and made it, I think, was it third down or fourth down at that point? I think it might have made it fourth down, but Jordan Lewis made a play. Third down. Something that you, exactly, is something that you needed to see out of him because he's been your big play guy over the last couple of years, hasn't necessarily had that, and he finally makes one. It wasn't a turnover, but it was a huge situation. He was good in coverage. And he was able to knock the football away. But what you guys think about the defensive line while we're sticking on that side of the football? And I'll throw the front seven in the this as well. I thought Jalen Smith looked as lost as he's been all season long throughout the course of the game, if we're being real. Uh, I thought the defensive line off the edge got good pressure. I thought up the middle there were a couple of occasions where guys like Poe, or excuse me, not Poe, Neville Gallimore. Yeah, that was a mess up. Oops. Yeah, uh, Gallimore. You also had Justin (laughs) Hamilton, I thought, that played well. And then we even saw Eli Anku, who came in and played pretty decent. The, The guy who we've now taken off of waiver from the Texans, but what did you guys think about the front seven and what they brought yesterday? And you say, Uncle, that's he had he was the one that was wearing 95. Yeah, that's, that's, I, that's who why I was probably looking made at that yeah. mistake. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. because when he came in, I was like, wait a minute, I thought we got rid of Don Terry, man, and, <laughs> and it was Uncle. So I thought the first half, I really thought the first half that the front seven did well. Um uh, I believe. I mean, just just how strong they were at the point of attack. I think they they only allowed 30, 30 some odd rushing yards, thirty five. I don't have it to be exact by Dalvin Cook, and that was just indicative of how how they were playing together uh, in the first half. And obviously, Minnesota came out in the third quarter, made some adjustments, and you saw immediately that running game starting to pick up a little bit of pace, but. You know, I thought collectively the defense played well. I thought the energy level was was really good. Mm-hmm. Tank Lawrence mm-hmm. played really well. Uh, but the the guy is the wolf hunter, man. Yeah. I, come on. You got to give – you got to talk about it. I mean, he played as good a football as I've seen him play in a very long time. And his sideline – his just presence on the defense was there. And he was making some thudding stops in the middle of that defense. And I think that's what we've been needing a lot. He was the tone setter. And it just carried out through for four quarters. Yeah, I mean, I'm already mentioning in terms of the whole defense, but specifically specifically about this front seven, they play physical. Um, I think that, you know, obviously they need to improve upon their pad level as they're getting moved a little bit more than they probably wanted to, and that's why they're able to establish that run in the second half. But, um, you know, Heckman said it, they brought, they brought good energy, they brought the physicality, and, again, that's a, that's a great first step in the right direction. You know, uh, Dalvin Cook gets 160 all-purpose yards, and he can just sleepwalk his way into 100 yards rushing, it feels like. But they didn't feel that way. It felt like they did a decent job against him. Um, I'm continuing to be impressed with the way Antoine Woods plays in the middle of the line and Mm -hmm. has given him something after Don Terry Poe leaves the team. And so that's helping out. They had trouble in the second half, once again, setting edges and containing things. And, you know, Mickey pointed out we were watching the game yesterday – you know they've got they've got Dorrance Armstrong trying to set edges and yep. play linebacker essentially, and it's it, that's not a good matchup. And you know maybe there needs to be more Sean Lee in those types of situations. And those bootlegs are working. We're working in the second half. They really got the play action going against the Cowboys. So there was some good, a lot of good, some not so good, especially in the second half. Uh, but again, when it came down to it, 
they got the stops they needed to. And that's what they've been needing the defense to do is what they need to be the offense to do. Just that complimentary football. Really the first time all year we've seen it, except for maybe this in a victory, in a victory. And we had talked about it previously going through the film and Isaiah's broken it down and kind of talked about it back and forth all year long. But the the defense for Mike Nolan went from, of course, kind of look like a three-man front with that those outside linebackers, guys standing up off of the edge, and then it went back to a four-down lineman look. They kind of went and reverted back to the three-down lineman because you go back and look at the tape. Lawrence is at yeah. the top of the screen standing up. He's not in a, a three-point stance. He's back up in that two-point stance. And then you've got three different guys down at the line of scrimmage, and then Armstrong's down there as well with the two linebackers of Jalen Smith and Leighton Vanderesh there as well. Isaiah... Why do you see that as a defensive switch? Why do you see going back to that? And like we said, it didn't necessarily work. It might have worked with Tank on one side, but Dorrance Armstrong really did struggle to set the edge on occasion. Yeah, I'm not sure what the reason, what uh, Mike Nolan's reasoning was for that. Maybe it was something he saw on film. Maybe he felt better about his guy's ability to hold the fort um, instead of having their hand in the ground to start this play. I'm not sure. Um, that's all stuff that happens on the, on the, on the, in the meeting rooms that we don't hear about. Um, but as you mentioned, it, it wasn't effective <laughs> in that regard. So, uh, so it's another area we have to get better at, you know, but just keep building momentum, man. Heckma, what was the biggest play from the defense yesterday that did not involve Donovan Wilson? Was it one of these big-time stuffs by Leighton Vander Esch? What What stuck out to you in terms of a play that was made on the defensive side of the football? Yeah, Leighton Vander Esch, I mean, you take Donovan Wilson out of it, and so you pretty much limit that, <laughs> what I was about to say. But, yeah, I mean, Leighton Vander Esch's uh, presence, you know, I thought down on the goal line he made some pretty quality stops. Um, but other than that, I mean – I'm thinking about Demarcus Lawrence and just his presence on the field and his ability to get some stops. I believe he had a sack yesterday. Uh, so it was Lawrence for me, uh, Leighton Vander Esch as well. I mean, these guys just played really well together um, it, it collectively. And so there wasn't one guy that I could point to other than those two that I can say, like, these are game-changing plays that they made. Where has where's Alden Smith been, Rob? Because, I mean, we kind of saw him flash early. He almost had a sack of Cousins in the first quarter. But really, other than that, he made a couple tackles yeah. in the run game, and I thought that was pretty decent. But overall, he just hasn't made those same kind of splash plays that we saw the first four or five weeks in the season. Yeah, no, I, I, you're right. He had the pressure early, and I thought some of his edge containment was really good. Like, that's stuff we talk about to Marcus Lawrence's mm-hmm. game that is not always seen, and it doesn't show up in the stat book, and it's not sexy, but he does help in that regard. Uh, I, you know, they, they got some decent pressure on Kirk Cousins, especially later as the game went on, but I thought overall, you know, he had some clean pockets. He had some pretty clean pockets in the game. They also got the ball out quick some. So, you know, that's, that's an area they've got to improve moving forward. But I think definitely. He, he obviously, in terms of sacks, it, it, it was definitely more pronounced early in the season than it was. But I think he, he is doing some other things to help you out defensively. ECMA? 
No, that's, I mean, I agree with that wholeheartedly. And, and setting the edge had been a problem for our defense for a, a few games now. And you saw Doris Armstrong continue that. But I think Alvin Smith just did some really quality things. Not only uh, get, he, he did get some pressure on Kirk Cousins, but yeah. I think the way that he helped in the run uh, in the first half, it, this just he just showed, you know, how valuable he is to this defense. I thought guys like Randy Gregory, you could tell, man, he didn't play with the same spunk that he had for the first couple of games. It may be that he came into the game sick. So either way, I, I don't want to, you know, give any excuses there, but I just felt as though collectively the defense, especially uh, Alden Smith, if you're questioning him, I, I think he did a really nice job uh, in just some of the technical <laughs> aspects of the game. And Gregory got three pressures Agreed. in the game. I mean, he was around he was around the quarterback a little bit. Yeah. Isaiah? Yeah. No, I mean a lot of stuff, a lot of stuff that people are looking for is for the stat lines. And so there's so much more of the game, so many more uh, so many many more so many more aspects of the game that are that just don't show up there. Mm-hmm. Um, but I bet you if he got his grade and once he got his report today uh, this morning when they show up to the meeting room, I guarantee you that he aced it, you know. And the reason why mm-hmm. is because the responsibilities, you know, responsibilities and, and effectiveness. You do your job. Your job is to set the edge. Your job is to try to have some plays in the backfield and and and, yeah. and consume two some times make sure you take this guy out to play make sure you occupy this guy so somebody else can get free there's so many other things that guys are responsible for aside from you know getting tacked you know tfls and sacks and things of that nature um just like there's a ton of special teams guys that do their job do it very well but they will never show up as making a tackle they'll never show up as having a return right but you still do your job effectively alden smith has done that i mean we see him show up you know have his little flashes here and there but those are the plays that people are looking for I want you everybody to go back and watch the film and see the things that he that you're not going to see mm-hmm. in the stat line, and I guarantee you, you guys will have a different outlook on him. And you're going to see that with guys beside him on the defensive line as well. Antoine Woods, like Rob said a little bit earlier, there were a couple times where he was in the backfield and he was pushing the line. I mean, this isn't the bigger guy on that defensive line, and he's still getting that push. You're seeing that fight, and it's something that I think Antoine Woods really does bring to the table. And we've seen that with guys like Gallimore and even a little bit from Eli Anku yesterday and and what that defensive line was able to do push-wise to try and limit Dalvin Cook. Because like Rob said, he can sleepwalk his way to 100 yards, but as long as you win the game and you keep him relatively bottled up from time to time and you avoid the big run, that's going to help you out a lot in getting the win. We're going to have to take our first break. When we come back though, let's look at the offensive side of the football. What did the Cowboys do well and was this the best play calling we've seen from Kellen Moore so far in his coaching career? We'll address that when we come back here on Talking Cowboys. There's nothing as unique as our eyes which is why Essilor pioneers ways to make lenses as unique as you. Verilux for super sharp vision, Essential Blue for protection, and Grisol for freedom from glare. Three cutting-edge solutions in a single unique lens. So whatever your needs, insist on Essilor. Visit your local Essilor experts and find the perfect lens for you. See more. Do more. Essilor. Since 1865, Stetson hats are American-made with pride right here in Texas. And Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Want to show your Texas and team pride, too? You can. By purchasing your own Stetson, you can look just like how the flag guys do on field at every home game. Stetson hats, the official crown of all self-respecting cowboys, 
and your favorite football team. Get yours today at shop.dallascowboys.com or at stetson.com. I'm Jay Novacek, former tight end for the Dallas Cowboys. Back in the day, I was the guy who always got the tough yards, and that's why I run with John Deere today. In fact, I have a John Deere 3025E tractor that can handle any yard work I need to do, even the tough yards way out back. So if you have one acre or a thousand, John Deere has the equipment that's just right for you. Visit a John Deere dealer today and run with us. We are the official tractor provider of your Dallas Cowboys. Dear, it's 1908. Don't you think we should get electricity? Hmm, and stop using candles to see at night. It's just electricity lights up the room fast. It's more reliable than candles blowing out, and people seem to love it nationwide. Well, candles are... Dear, did you just run into the wall? Nope. May I have a new candle, please? Historically, switching to new technology is a no-brainer. Today, it's AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure, and nationwide. Switch to AT&T 5G. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan. May not be in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. Back to Talking Cowboys. Back here on Talking Cowboys, here on this Victory Monday from the star in Frisco. Ah, it feels so good to say that again. I don't care whether or not you wanted to lose that game. It feels so good, I promise. Victory Monday. Oh, Victory Monday. It's the best. (laughs) Whether you're watching from home or cheering in the stands with Essilor lenses, you'll see every exciting play, book an appointment at your local Essilor experts and find the perfect (laughs) Essilor lens for you. See more, do more Essilor. It's even more fun of a read whenever you get to, to see a win with your Essilor lenses. I don't know what y'all are laughing Isaiah, at. you going to get a sponsorship, though. you going to get a sponsorship, man. I don't even wear glasses, but I'll wear, some, I'll wear something. <laughs> I've heard uh, Essilor is better than the clear eye view, but I, I don't want to say anything about that Ooh. whenever it comes to that it's defensive side of the football. Essilor wins that battle every single day. Every single day they win that battle. Anyways, glad you're with us here on Talking Cowboys. Kyle Yomitek, Harrison, Rob Phillips, and Isaiah stand back and I, I tease this going into the break like I normally do, but was this the best play calling we've seen from Kellen Moore? I mean, he takes a quarterback in Andy Dalton that really didn't have a whole lot of success at all in a, with a star on the side of his helmet. His first two starts as a Dallas Cowboy. He comes off of COVID and concussion protocols, and he comes in, and it seemed like the play callings finally went toward his strengths. It played to his strengths, and that was getting rid of the football quickly. It was putting it on the money and allowing him to make plays in a pocket. Of course, they made the switch at the offensive line. We're going to talk about that coming up here in a minute as well. But Heckman, whenever it comes to the play calling yesterday, what impressed you the most with what Kellen Moore brought to the table? You have to excuse me right now, Kyle. I, I, I want to relinquish. The, you, you give me the question. Please, Isaiah, the floor is yours. Please, oh Isaiah, please fill in the people. Come on. It's, it's Isaiah's. He, it, hey, he's been gloating before the show. Let, may as well let him have his moment. No, no. I mean, no, nothing to gloat about. Uh, uh, but, no, Kellen, Kellen Moore has increasingly gotten better every week over the past three weeks. That's facts, right? Uh, yeah. No emotion, straight, no chaser. Uh, he's gotten better every week, and I think he—I think it was a shock to him, obviously, when Dak went down, and it took him a couple weeks to adjust. It definitely took him a couple weeks to adjust. Not only did he have to adjust to not having Dak, he had to adjust to the offensive line that was that was beat up pretty bad as well, and they were playing musical chairs. Coach Philbin's done a heck of a job getting some stability there now and getting the best five guys out there, and I think Kellen Moore has done a good job of figuring out what he has at his um, – 
at a, you know a, you know what, what ammo he has and how to how to manipulate those things. Um, Andy Dalton came in. I think he gave him a great game plan, a manageable game plan to allow him to build confidence. There's no question whether or not Andy Dalton, at least in my eyes, everybody knows that. No question whether or not Andy Dalton can get the job done. But you still, no matter how successful somebody's past has been, when they show up in your present, you have to build their confidence up. And and that's what he hit. That's what this game was all about: was getting Andy Dalton out there, making him feel secure with that offensive line, making his receivers feel confident within the ability for him to deliver the ball. That's why we saw a lot of slant routes, right? Mm-hmm. We saw a ton of slant routes, and he put the ball on the money. One slant route, he eyed him down too long, and the heck of a linebacker, Kendricks, picked him off. Uh, he just stayed on that guy too long. But aside from that, I think Andy Dalton played a heck of a game, played a smart game, threw the ball away, made good decisions, and overall, this, this offense was able to move the ball. And let's not forget about the fact that this running game got going. And he trusted the running game, and he went back to it over and over and over again, and it set us up for success in the passing game. So great job by Kellen Moore, great job by this entire offense. I'm just making things happen. Straight no chaser. I love it, man. I mean, it, for me, I, I felt as though the bye week was so was good for Kellen Moore, man. Maybe he went to, and spent the night over Coach Mike McCarthy's house and had you know, cowboy, cowboy nachos. Well, they had the bubble. They, they didn't really know. have to even go to the house. They had the bubble at the Omni. There it is. Uh, they just there had a something, something happened. They had dual yeah, beds. Something, something happened. Yeah, something <laughs> Something happened because one of the things that I, I noticed in, in the play call in this game was it was a lot more subdued than the, su- the other games that we've seen. No wildcat, none of those triple option, uh, re- double reverses. Uh, I think they just stuck to a basic game plan that, that had a lot of success in it. And I think your offensive line uh, gave you that confidence coming in that you can get that done. Zeke, man, we, we talked about it last week and him having success would be the reason that Andy would have success. And yep. that's true. Uh, they had to the, he bludgeoned the Minnesota uh, defense in that first half. And those were tough yards. And then when you came you came right back with Tony Pollard, Tony Pollard just slashed him. I mean, pace, and it was know? it was a great one two punch combination. And this was a heavyweight fight, man. Seriously, mm-hmm. between two two teams that needed a win and they went back and forth. And I just love the play call. And I love the, the, the fact that Amari Cooper showed up on the, in a big way. I mean, with some critical catches, uh, but also our tight end play. So, like I said, everybody got involved from an offensive standpoint, but I thought that, you know, for where we've been used to seeing with other guys with the, the, the double reverses and things like that, and even uh, Zeke taking a direct snap, all of those things, you know, were put to the wayside, and we went with a more conventional play calling uh, with Andy Dalton, which I think Andy Dalton really did well. He's 22, uh, 32, uh, excuse me, 22 of 32 with 200 yards. I mean, that he just played within himself. That was more of a, a bus driver facilitator yep. role. That's all he had to do. He didn't have to play outside of himself. And I think if you can stick to something like that, uh, that's going to be that's going to be good for us. But I won't lie to you. That first quarter when he got he went on that run. And Andy Dalton went on that run. I was screaming duck <laughs> from my couch because I was like, get down, please. Oh, he, went, he, he was sliding into home man, base. That's a yeah. great win. But you're right, Isaiah. Andy Dalton did a wonderful job. Yeah, he got down in a hurry on that one. And I don't blame <laughs> him for Rob. it. We lost Rob P. Did you lose me? Oh, yeah, we can hear you, Rob. Go ahead and keep going. If, we can, if you can hear us. Go ahead and keep going because we can okay. hear you on uh, that. Yeah, so... No, balance, baby. Ba- all about balance. You guys hit on it. 30, 31 rushes, 32 passes, and 
when your backup quarterbacks are in the game, you've got to be able to protect them. Whether it's Andy Dalton, who's has 136 career starts or not, you've got to be able to uh, give them some some type of, of running game to lean on. And the last three games, the Cowboys are averaging 150-plus yards rushing. That would put them wow. like fifth in the league if that were over the course wow. of the entire season. They are really running the football well. We're seeing a little Ron Day and Tiki Barber type stuff with, with the thunder and lightning with, uh, <laughs> with Tony Pollard getting softened wow. up by Zeke and then, and then breaking off big runs. That's two games in a row now. That, that's just what they've needed to do. And they did have the one interception, but they're not turning it over as much. Vikings had a bunch of penalties. Cowboys didn't. They allowed themselves to keep the game close and give them a chance to have more balance. And, and I know we'll get into to the Zach Martin switch, but mm-hmm. that paid off as well. Offensive line just did a terrific job. I think that was their best game of the season, run blocking and pass blocking. Yeah, they really did. They, they paved the way, and that, that offensive line found a way to make Zeke and Pollard successful at different occasions, and I think that's something that you got to look forward to. Also, uh, whenever it comes to Andy Dalton, I kind of want to address this really quickly. He's just the fourth quarterback for the Dallas Cowboys over the past 10 seasons to get a win. Dak Prescott has 42, Tony Romo has 39, and then the last one not named Dak Prescott to get a win was Matt Castle, and he had one win back in Week 13 of twenty nine or twenty fifteen against the Washington football team and Andy Dalton joins that elusive list. He's the fourth name on that list over the last 10 seasons uh, as the Cowboys do improve the 3-7. and seven. But there were things that Andy Dalton didn't do quite well. And Isaiah mentioned it earlier. Yeah, he put the ball on the money on a couple of occasions. There were tight windows that he was fitting the football through uh, play after play, but there were also some throws he missed. I mean, the one throw that got picked off by Kendricks in the middle of that defense <laughs> That was a missed yeah. throw. He threw it on the back hip of Dalton Schultz. That was not where that football was supposed to be. And Kendricks reached out, dove, and made a fantastic play after reading Dalton's eyes. But I like the way that he bounced back from that Isaiah and the way that he was able to kind yeah. of take that pick, settle down. It was a veteran move. He came back in, and then he let a drive right after that. That ultimately ended up in points a couple moments later. But that's what I wanted to see from Andy Dalton is when things go south, you remain calm, and you come back out there, and you have a short memory, no pun intended there with the concussion stuff. But that's something that I think Andy Dalton brings for you that may be a Gary Gilbert doesn't. Yeah, <clears throat> I mean he's a vet. I mean that's that's plain and simple. And and, mm-hmm. and I, I alluded to the confidence building, right? And everybody's like, oh, he's a <clears throat> he's a vet. He shouldn't have to build his confidence. That's that's BS. He's in a new system, a new team, new office coordinator, um, and a brand new office line for sure. Um, so obviously he he had the security, the sense of security to actually know. Okay, even after making a mistake like that, I don't have to worry about dudes in my face. So I actually can yeah. sit back here and, and make it up. Right, I can make it up. I don't have to try to run and do something outside of my uh, outside of my uh, <laughs> attributes. You know, this this is something that I can do. I can sit back here and throw the ball. And I, you know, we talked about him. You know, I, I know yesterday I said it during the game how he sat back. He was waiting on a lot of receivers. Mm-hmm. As, as well as I think he played right, as, as much of a stride he made from the previous games. He still has a long way to go in terms of his continuity with these receivers. And yeah. that is so important um, going forward. But it's also something to look forward to because it's seemingly as well as they seem connected yesterday. Just think how much better they're going to continue to get week after week as they get more uh, in sync. He's waiting on these guys to get out their breaks. He's not throwing guys open. They haven't got that correlation yet. Um, you know, on that, on that pass to Kendricks, like I said, he sat on a slant route through the first hole and try to wait for him to come out the second hole. Well, guess what? There's an all-pro middle linebacker right there that was watching the same thing. So 
he's going to continue to get better, and these receivers are going to continue to get better. The pass to um, you know the, the pass to um, to CD, you know mm-hmm. those guys were going to they were they were out of sync on that. CD just made a heck of a play. Heck yeah, there's things did. like that that you can identify. There's things you can identify during the game. There's like ah, it's not it's not dialed in yet. But guess what? That play gave him the confidence to say, okay, now I know what CD's uh, capable of, right? And CD trusts me that I'm going to throw it up there and give him a chance. So this it's going to get better. Heck wants a twenty. <laughs> I got to take it to him because we, I just I just thought about it. We just went the whole show almost and did not talk about this amazing, amazing catch by yeah. C.D. Lamb. Yeah. Wasn't I mean, it fantastic? I don't know. Wasn't it so good? Oh, my I'm God. I'm still so yeah, hyped. Awesome. Oh, my God. Man, I mean, I don't like people are comparing and even Nick Eatman said that's the best case he's seen in 88 in an 88 jersey. Uh, uh, that was going out on a limb right there, Nick. Yeah. But still, that was that was that was an amazing catch. Just you've seen him do that's that a, at, at OU. Very not like that, that though. But very that the, yeah, not absolutely, like that. man. That was phenomenal, CD. That was for that was phenomenal. You gonna have to give this guy a, a real nickname. You know, I've been wanting to call him the Lambo, and I, I just think Lambos are just expensive <clears throat> go karts. But get a Ferrari if you got the money <laughs> or a Ford. Uh, but still, yes. that yeah, that Ford. was that was an ama- that was an amazing <laughs> catch, man. Always, and, and always and, Ford. And I want people to understand how difficult of a catch that was. That that was a corner route, right? So uh, mm-hmm. down there in the red zone, as a as a quarterback, you have to get the ball out, right? Whether he's out of his break or not, you're throwing the ball. You're taught to throw the ball to the pylon. So you're taught to throw it to the far up corner. That way, either your guy catches it or it goes out of bounds with the, without the ability for interception. So he threw it at <clears throat> at that angle. Well, CD took a flatter angle. Right, so he took an angle more like an out route. So that's why you saw CD take that out route angle, which is not the proper angle that you typically take on a corner route. But he made it right by somehow adjusting his body to where where um, where Andy had originally thrown the ball, that landmark. So heck of a catch again. That's just them not being on the same page yet, right? They're figuring it out. But Mm -hmm. CD somehow made it right, and that is a very very tough catch because all his momentum was going towards the sideline. I don't know how he got his body to go back towards the end of the back of the end zone. I also, That's exactly what I asked Andy Dalton after the game. I said, because on, on the TV copy, you watch it and you think he threw it, he overthrew it, he overshot him. But Andy said in a nice way, he said, yeah, he kind of ran it flatter than I thought he would. Hmm. And, but that's how gifted and just unbelievably talented yeah. he is to be able to come back and you're falling backwards to be able to make that catch. And it was kind of a two-handed catch that kind of looked like a one-handed catch yep. by the right. end of it. Uh, you're right. They're going to get on the same page as they continue to play together doing plays like that. And, and here's and, another thing. And I want to say one more. Sorry, Go for it, Isaiah. I was going to say one more thing. The, re- the, the reason why quarterbacks, while we're taught to throw the ball to that high angle, is because you can plant off your right foot and come back down flatter to the angle that CD originally took, right? So if I throw a ball up and I throw it flat, and I take a high angle, I can put my right foot in the ground and come back downhill to catch mm. at the ball. Mm-hmm. But what you saw yesterday is Andy threw exactly where he was supposed to. CD took the angle he wasn't supposed to. Look how difficult it is to get your yeah. body going back the that's other crazy. way. Unreal. So that's, that's why your original angle is set at the high corner and you adjust down. Yeah, now I'm getting, I'm learning. We might have to bring break this out on the film room this week and kind of talk about it because a lot of people <laughs> think that was a bad throw from Andy Dalton, and in yeah, the live no. copy, it looked like a bad throw from Andy Dalton based on the route running. But I guess the way the things work, hey, it actually ended up being pretty solid. Now I also want to throw a little added wrench into this that I think makes it better whenever it comes to that catch and what happened. One. 
it was first rounder on first rounder, both rookies. Jeff Gladney was the corner. Yeah. CD Lamb was the wide receiver. And not only that, were they first round t- or first round. Uh, I guess, partners in the 2020 draft, but they've played against each other on a couple of occasions already. Gladney Mm -hmm. and Lamb battled each other between TCU and Oklahoma a number of times throughout their collegiate career. So this wasn't the first time that Gladney had seen C.D. Lamb. This wasn't the first time those two teams had played, or those two guys had played each other when maybe normally you're just like, oh, he's a rookie, he hasn't been in this situation before. No, it was against Jeff Gladney who has seen C.D. Lamb played against him, covered him, and I think that makes that catch even that much more impressive from C.D. Land's standpoint, the way he was able to adjust his body back and make the grab. Now, we do have to take our second break. When we come back, let's talk about the offensive line and the switch that was finally made that we've been calling for all year and just how it turned out when we return here on Talking Cowboys. We're back with a tasty treat that's sweeping airwaves and taste buds. It's new Dr. Pepper and Cream Soda. Let's take a listen. Dr. Pepper and Cream Soda's here. A new combo that's music to my ears, okay. Let's play. Cream Soda and Dr. Pepper time. Pour it in a glass of ice. Ah, music to my ears and mouth. New Dr. Pepper and Cream Soda. A delicious duet. There's nothing as unique as our eyes which is why Essilor pioneers ways to make lenses as unique as you. Verilux for super sharp vision, Essential Blue for protection, and Grisol for freedom from glare. Three cutting-edge solutions in a single unique lens. So whatever your needs, insist on Essilor. Visit your local Essilor experts and find the perfect lens for you. See more. Do more. Essilor. The Cowboys way where 16 Hall of Famers and five championships shows us what success looks like, where turkey is always the second best part of Thanksgiving Day, where we are all defined by one single thing, the star, where we as fans know it's our job to keep the tradition going. Bank of America is proud to be the official bank of the Dallas Cowboys and to support the quest of living life the Cowboys way. Copyright 2020, Bank of America Corporation. Dear, it's 1908. Don't you think we should get electricity? Hmm, and stop using candles to see at night. It's just electricity lights up the room fast. It's more reliable than candles blowing out, and people seem to love it nationwide. Well, candles are... Dear, did you just run into the wall? Nope. May I have a new candle, please? Historically, switching to new technology is a no-brainer. Today, it's AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure, and nationwide. Switch to AT&T 5G. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan. May not be in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. Back to Talkin' Cowboys. Whether you're listening to music while you work out or watching highlights from yesterday's Cowboys win over the Vikings, Bose Quiet Comfort earbuds will let you experience audio in a whole new way. Bose Quiet Comfort earbuds are the official earbuds of the Dallas Cowboys and, of course, Talking Cowboys here on this Victory Monday. You can be listening to us through your Bose Quiet Comfort earbuds, and I think that would be a fantastic use of those official earbuds of the Dallas Cowboys. It Kyle would. Yeomans, Isaiah Stanback, Rob Phillips, Heckman Harrison running out of time here because we've got a lot to talk about, to say the least, and we've got three days to do it before our next Cowboys game because they've got the Thanksgiving matchup on Thursday at AT&T Stadium as the football team, the unnamed ones, come to town, but it's also fun because it's the first NFC East battle this season where two teams have won 
leading into the game the week before. So the Cowboys and Washington coming out with a win, and it's the first time two NFC East teams have won before playing each other, which I think is just absolutely nuts. But I kind of want to talk about this offensive line. This is a switch we've been wanting to make. Terrence Steele on the right tackle spot was just not working out. Well, they did end up making that switch. They bring up Connor McGovern, put him at right guard. Uh, that allows Zach Martin to ro- move out to right tackle. Rob, did you like the move overall? You already said it earlier. The offensive line might have played their best game of the year. I don't know if it was their best game because of maybe some of the earliers, but it was one that they only allowed one sack. Did I like it? <laughs> I loved it. I absolutely loved it. I've been wanting to see best five. And I think I, I've been saying it that I felt interior depth compared to their their tackle depth. And so from that standpoint, even though you you know you lose Tyler Biotis for a few weeks, mm-hmm. uh, Joe Looney comes in plays well. You've got Connor McGovern steps in. I thought he played well. Some of those run plays they had was a lot of his work opening things up in the yep. middle. And Zach Martin, um, Zach Martin can do anything. He can play anywhere. Yeah. I know that they were kind of hesitant to do it. Um, Mike McCarthy called football to try to just shuffle guys in and out well they played fantasy football yesterday and they played it pretty well like I think if if Zach Martin wants to play right tackle for a season mm-hmm. or the rest of this season he's going to wind up being one of the best right tackles in the league and then he'll go back to right guard next year when everybody's healthy and he'll be the best right guard in the league that's because he's part of the hall of fame he can do anything and it definitely made things easier for Andy Dalton no question about it Dude, that's that's an that's an amazing compliment, uh, uh, Rob, for Zach Martin. He's a player that I believe that could have played in any era of football. Yep. No, no mask. I mean, he could have played with a leather helmet. He's just that good. <laughs> I know Quint, Quentin Nelson from Indianapolis gets a lot of credit for being the next best uh, in the league, but that's Zach Martin. I mean, it's just his ability uh, and, and just to go out to right tackle. And I don't believe that a lot of people understand how hard that is from just a right brain, left brain, just the the mechanics and all of that he filled in really well and you're right Rob Connor McGovern Connor McGovern whom a lot of people have been wanting to see him in action Penn State guy that came out and he was laying people out and so you know look we, we come up against a Minnesota defensive line that you know was kind of questionable and you see why so if we're going to keep the same five guys together let's see how they go up against this really good uh, football team front I'm gonna keep it short and sweet Martin is the cornerstone of our football team nice Good way to put it. I think that's a fantastic word. I think it's a good choice uh, of diction there from Mr. Isaiah Stanback. I like the word cornerstone, and I think whenever you put him on the corner, mm. meaning tackle, I think he's somebody that you can play well for you. And hey, I the thing is, is I don't think you go away from it, right? Like uh, this is a move that no, worked. I don't think so. It, it worked, and the experiment worked out in a positive manner. You got a win. Now you come back in a short week. This is going to be the same offensive line, barring any injuries or setbacks that we don't. Don't know about yet because the injury report's not out there but uh, this is something you're going to see moving forward with the Dallas Cowboys and I think we'll talk about it a little bit more tomorrow about what we thought from the rest of that offensive line like guys like Joe Looney and Connor McGovern when we come back on tomorrow's edition once again 9.30 tomorrow. Bring your fan questions. Fans on the 50, as always, we're going to do it like we normally do, even though we do have a short week. But we're also going to start previewing the Washington game in that final segment tomorrow as well. So plenty to talk about after the Cowboys' 31-28 win. But that's going to do it for us today. Thanks for joining us over the last 45 minutes on a victory. 
victory Monday. For Chris Beam, for Heck Harrison, Rob Phillips, and Isaiah Stanback, I'm Kyle Yeomans. Once again, the Cowboys win it yesterday, 31-28. We love talking about it on a victory Monday. We'll see you tomorrow. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!